KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. This is Craig on Rainbow Radio here this Saturday morning. A brisk 45 degrees coming in. Wow, we are so spoiled. <laughs> we think it's cold here. <laughs> uh, well, my barom- my real barometer is when I when I drive in and I go past all the beaches. If there's nobody going to the beach early in the morning, then I know it must be cold. <laughs> and this was one of those mornings. Although I could see Catalina Island quite clearly today. Um uh, I don't know why, because usually a day like when it's cold, it, it is a little foggy and you can't see it. But it's there and it's uh, very visible this brisk, brisk Saturday morning here in Laguna Beach. Wake up out there. It's time to it's time to embrace the day. I have to say it was cold, but there was a beautiful sunrise if you didn't catch it about 630. And hopefully, hopefully you were snug in bed at 630. But I wasn't. I had to get up, you know. Um, it's what I do every Saturday morning at 630 and, and I love it. So, and, that, and I'm unanimous in that. <laughs> so the weather report, that's what we all want. That's why you're tuning in. I know that's the only reason it's 68 degrees today, a mix of clouds and sun during the morning. will give way to cloudy skies this afternoon, high 68 degrees, which is, you know, close to the ideal temperature of 72 uh, winds five to ten mi- to my five to ten miles per hour. Some and some clouds this evening will give way to mainly clear skies. Overnight low will be around fifty degrees. Winds and light are will be light and variable. They're forty six percent humidity, so that's not bad. That's that's lovely. Today I'm flying solo. Alex, um, who's been with me for the last couple of weeks, is uh, has a prior commitment this morning, so. 
he couldn't be here. I'll extend his apologies. He's, he, he's, he's pretty determined to be here every Saturday, which is nice. So I may have to get on the phone and dial up a few people just to, to wake them up and see uh, what they're doing and uh, harass a few people. We'll see. We'll see how it goes this morning on KXFM 104.7. Let's get right to on this day in history today. I'd like, like to, well, after I thank our sponsors, Mike Johnson and Compass Realty, and, and maybe announce a few things um, like, let's see, let's look at the calendar here. I think uh, in February 19th, mark that day, February 19th, which is a Saturday, Laguna Beach Pride will re-establish its outdoor activity at the beach. It's Beach Bonfire. If you haven't gone to Beach Bonfire with Laguna Beach Pride, it's a fun, no cost, no frills, <laughs> nothing, but a lot of fun. You go to the beach about what starts at five and goes till 10. And you can just show up anytime you want, leave anytime you want. And it's Aliso Creek Beach. There, there's parking on both sides of PCH. You can use the parking on the inland side of PCH and walk under uh, the, the uh, walkway that goes under PCH. Or you, if there's parking right there on the beach, you can park right there on the beach. And there's a fire pit. It's usually on the south end there uh, at the beach where everyone gathers. You just look for the rainbow flags. That's the best thing to do. Because uh, sometimes it gets moved around depending on which fire pits are available. But anyway, it's it's a fun evening. Uh, usually people bring uh, a few food items to share or or not. <laughs> and there's hot dogs and popcorn. And uh, it's just a time to talk and watch the sunset. Bring a beach chair and uh, warm up. Put your feet on uh, next to the fire and um, just watch the day. The the end of the day go by the gloaming as they say as my friend joseph says joseph's always trying to educate me on a few things uh mostly good i will say most mostly in in a good vein but um anyway i digress as they say so yeah so that's coming up on the 19th that's in february that is next month and it is uh i think just after the full moon so and the moon will be, I guess, waning, which means it's past. And uh, with, uh, I don't know if it's going to be up at that time of the evening, but it will be fabulous nonetheless. Uh, a good evening to catch up with friends. Maybe you've been hiding. And the nice thing, it's outdoors. So you don't have to worry so much about those dreaded things being spread around. And, you know, masks, optional. It's up to you. And uh, so it's a good it's a good way to kick off 2022 with Laguna Beach Pride here in Laguna Beach. So uh, please uh, join us all on uh, February 19th. That is again, five o'clock, Aliso Beach Creek Beach. Plenty of parking. There's restrooms. Everything's there that you could possibly need, uh, including your friends and bring a few friends. There's no cost. It's free. I mean, it's public beach. Just show up, bring mother and father and the kids and the dogs and whoever else you want to bring. <laughs> it's a great evening. I will say they close, they close at 10. So get there, you know, good time before. And uh, the parking meters do run. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we can't get around that. So you will need to pay your parking, which is, so I guess there is some expense involved, <laughs> but 
Uh, I digress, as they say. Okay. <clears throat> now, on with the news. After I clear my throat here. On January 29th, which is today, <clears throat> on this day in history, Thelma Houston. Oh, my God. Does anyone remember Thelma Houston? Don't leave me this way of, of that her fame. Thelma Houston's Don't Leave Me This Way begins its 17-week top 40 run. It goes on to become a perennial gay anthem. I remember it. It was, uh, I don't know, it seems like in the 70s and 80s, there were a lot of um, an gay anthem songs that were so tragic and, oh, my God, you know, like, I will survive. Don't leave me this way. And I, don't know. I guess, I guess Patsy Cline had a corner on that earlier but the gay the gay culture certainly embraced it uh, this was 1977 Thelma Houston in 1991 Minnesota governor Arnie Carlson issues an executive order banning sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector that's in 91 in Minnesota who would have thought and moving on to January 31st in LGBTQ history. In 1975, the American Association for the Advancement of Science passes a resolution deploring discrimination in any form against gay men and lesbians. Wow, that's pretty crazy in 75. So, like, like we like to try and say now, let's base our decisions on science. Well, this is the Association for the Advancement of Science that's, that came up with this. So I think uh, science and truth will prevail, I hope. <laughs> I sincerely hope. In 1977 in Washington, D.C., the Human Rights Commission finds uh, the Grand Central, a local gay bar, over $6,000 for discrimination against women and African-Americans. Huh? Hmm. So the gay bar was discriminating. I have seen that sometimes. The old gay community can discriminate, um, which is really flies in, contrary to what, uh, what uh, the value should be. 1977, well, $6,000 I got fined. Okay, moving on to February 1st, but February, Berary, Berary. Uh, in 1978, Tom of Finland, oh yes, has his first U.S. exhibit at Robert Opal's Fay Way Gallery in San Francisco. Hmm, 78. In 79, a gang of teenage boys stands outside Tennessee Williams' home in Key West, Florida and begins throwing beer cans and firecrackers at the house while chanting, come out, come on out, faggot. The incident is just the latest in a string of bizarre homophobic attacks aimed at the openly gay playwright. Five days later, his dog is kidnapped from his backyard, never to be seen again. Oh, my. 1979, you would think in Key West, Florida, you would have some sense of um, being safe. That was 79, though, a few years ago. In 1980, moving along, <laughs> right along, Paul 
Uh, Schrader's American Gigolo opens nationwide. Though rather homophobic, Richard Gere's lead character states that he doesn't do fags. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> the whole film is steeped in a gay aesthetic. Years later, Schrader noted, at the time we were at the apex of the gay movement and all of its manifestations, especially in the arts. The influence was everywhere, in our fashion, in disco, in the drug scene. It affected that film's aesthetic too. All my friends at the same at the time were gay. Well, so what are you trying to say, Paul? If in spite of that, <laughs> the movie didn't reflect it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, moving along to January 4th. <laughs> I'm in a mood today. <laughs> January 4th in 1973. Whoa. 20-year-old French actress and star of The Last Tango in Paris, Maria Schneider, admits to the New York Times that she is bisexual, stating, I've had quite a few lovers at, for my age. More men, more than women. Women I love more for beauty than for sex. Men I love for grace and intelligence. Oh, well, of course you would. <laughs> Uh, but I digress. In 1981, Congressman Joe Henson, a Republican from Mississippi, is arrested for performing an act of oral sodomy with his, a 28-year-old man in the restroom of the House of Representatives office building. He pleads no contest and is given a 30-day suspended sentence. He resigns two months later. Hmm. Uh, I wonder what kind of legislation he supported. In his tenure. Oh, in 1987, Liberace dies at the age of 62 in Palm Springs from AIDS. Just two weeks earlier, his publicist had denied a Las Vegas Sun story, which claimed he had the disease. He's buried in Los Angeles Forest Lawn Cemetery. Now, I'm going to date myself, but I saw Liberace perform twice. <laughs> yeah, and it was quite a show. A lot of, lot of a lot of purple hair out there, I have to say. And that's before it was trendy. <laughs> anyway, I digress. In 2004, the Massachusetts High Court rules that only full equal marriage rights for gay couples, not civil unions, would be constitutional. The history of our nation has demonstrated that separate is seldom, if ever, equal. An advisory opinion from our justices who ruled in favor of gay marriage stated a bill creating only civil unions, not full marriage rights, would be unconstitutional, inferior, and discriminatory status for same-sex couples. Wow, Massachusetts, good on you. <laughs> that was February 4th. Moving on, that's it for, for this day in history. I thought I had a few more in there, but nary, nary, I did. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so let's um, let's get on with a little, a couple tunes here that I have uh, I have programmed. Um, get what you give because it's that's what it's all about. Um, make the be the difference that uh, in the world. Be the one who makes the difference in the world. How about that? <laughs> The dreamers 
that was Kalani, one of the new artists we're featuring here on Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7. Um, in, in my effort to stay current and relevant, <laughs> which is a good thing. So let's get back to some uh, some more news here. I, you know, and unfortunately, like too often, not all the news is, is great news, but here's some news I've, I found interesting because... Because I found it interesting, I guess. Uh, California mother claims teachers manipulated her daughter to change her gender identity. Now, I don't know. From personal experience, I don't think anyone wants to change their gender identity just, you know, kind of flippantly or, oh, well, this might be kind of cool. Let's try this. No, I I think it's uh, if you want to change it, it's. In my experience, it's a very serious matter, and it's something that's not taken lightly. And if it's a maybe, you know, it's not like one afternoon I got up, oh, I think I want to be a girl. I think I want, no. So anyway, uh, this is the story. I'll, I, I'll read it straight up. A California mother and her daughter uh, said her daughter's teachers are predatory and disgusting after she filed a lawsuit against them and the school district officials that alleged that two teachers brainwashed her preteen to secretly change her gender. Jessica Conan filed the suit last week against teachers Lori Caldera and Kelly Baraki and the Spartacles Union School District for allegedly manipulating her seventh grade daughter to change her gender identity under the guise of the district's parental secret policy where teachers could counsel students about their gender confusion and assert a new gender identity without notifying parents. In one of her shocking claims, Conan said the two teachers actively sought out students who they thought were struggling with their identities and invited them to the school's equality club. According to the suit, at the Equality Club's meetings, Ms. Calderera and Ms. Baraki would coach students on LGBT identities such as homosexuality, bisexuality, transgenderism, gender nonconformity, etc., and on how to express those identities. So, I don't know. I I think who, uh, who what the article was listed in. Uh, who published the article? That's what I'd like to know. Um, and it usually says right here at the top, but it's not saying. Um, I mean, there's, there is a rash of irrationality when it comes to what's being taught to the kids. And um, I see, oh, I guess I have lots of opinion, but I see kids committing suicide because they don't, they're wrangling with their identity. And schools see that. And maybe parents don't sometimes, but schools see that. And so uh, they tried to, they endeavored to provide a safe spot for these kids to feel free to be themselves and honest with themselves. And parents feel threatened by that. That's my opinion on it. I don't, it's not to say that there may be rare occasions where teachers may be predatory. I, I just, I don't know. I find that um, when there's, I, I don't know, I find that hard, hard to swallow. Okay. Here's another article for Central America in Jamaica. 
We can no longer ignore the murders of LGBTQ plus people in Jamaica. Now, this is a fun story. Um, Jasmine Kanick, the journalist who brought national attention to the killings committed by Ed Buck in West Hollywood, is releasing a new podcast series exploring the many human rights abuses taking place in Jamaica. Ring the Alarm, an original podcast hosted by Kinnick and his partnership with, uh, in his partnership with The Advocate, will explore what it's like to be LGBTQ in Jamaica, America's top Caribbean vacation destination, and one of the most dangerous places in the world for queer people. And I've read about that before. And why is it in Jamaica? Uh, with interviews recorded in Jamaica, Kinnick, Kinnick has brought her award-winning reporting skills to the country's network of secret safe houses that help to keep queer and transgender Jamaicans safe. Now, I have a a um, publicist of sorts, Mario. Mario, can you get Jasmine Kinnick on the station? I want to interview this person that's done these podcasts. I think that would be great. I've always, uh, she goes on, I've always used my platform to elevate black stories and issues I felt were being ignored. And ring the alarm is no different, Kinnick says. When I was asked to come to Jamaica to speak to the LGBTQ plus community and share their stories, I immediately said yes. And I said yes, because America's Americans have uh, had so much to say about the plight of queer people in places like Iran, Afghanistan, but for decades have ignored the murders of lesbian women, gay men, and trans men and women in Jamaica. Well, not anymore. In addition to the podcast series, Kanik is helping to raise money for the safe houses uh, she visited in Jamaica. One of the people featured on the podcast is the Jamaican-American gay pastor who started the first safe house uh, in his home in Jamaica through the donations of his own money and has been able to slowly build a network of other houses. Connect describes it as a modern day underground railroad that is working to get queer Jamaicans out of the country before they are murdered. I think that's a pretty honorable thing to be doing. Americans love vacationing in Jamaica, but just beyond the carefully curated tourism corridor, people are being murdered for being queer, we can't it, we can't be okay with that. We can't keep ignoring that, Kenick says. Wow, that sounds like a a really important topic. And uh I would love to speak to Jasmine, J-A-S-M-Y-N-E. I suppose that's how you pronounce it. Kenick. And um that is on Alturi New A L T U R I News uh, Center. They have a lot of news on Alturi. And now moving on to Israel. Yes, I go all over the world here on KXFM in, in Little Laguna. We touch everyone. Israel LGBT plus community faces up to its Me Too movement as sexual abuse survivors break silence. So there's a Me Too for the gay movement in Israel, essentially. In June 2021, gay rights activist Omri Feinstein from Israel asked queer people on Instagram to share their stories of sexual harassment and assault. 
and he could never have been prepared for the response. The amount of stories I received was absolutely insane, Omri tells Pink News. It was obvious that people were just waiting for the conversation to start. Omri didn't know it, but at the time, that simple act, the act of allowing people to bear their testimony to their own trauma, would be the spark for a new movement in Israel. He'd received so many messages from the LGBT, LGBT plus people sharing their stories of sexual violence that he decided he needed to do something about it. He wanted queer people to have a forum where they could be heard and seen, where stigma could be shattered through the simple act of talking. He set up an Instagram account called Our Turn, and the rest is history. Since then, countless queer people have shared their stories of sexual assault and no longer just an Instagram account. The Israeli uh, media outlets have been quick to call it what it is, their country's own version of the Me Too movement. So I, this article was important to me because I think a couple of weeks ago I had a conversation with myself and with my listeners, which I sometimes do, um, that um, uh, we talk about social media and how it has um, can provoke some a lot of hatred, a lot of uh, propaganda, a lot of misinformation, and all this stuff. But it also has a very powerful way to level the playing field when when things are done. Uh, I guess to share information that needs to be known, share information that's truthful, and share information. And this is an instance where to get the word out and. Uh, I, I know one example was um, the National Transportation and Safety Board chairman has a vested interest in certain automobile manufacturing and technologies and has written many uh, articles criticizing Tesla and Elon Musk. And she was outed on social media for her financial, she has a, a salary of a couple hundred thousand dollars working for one of these companies while she's chairman of the NTSB, which is a, a big conflict of interest. So it got, it got known. I mean, this was kind of hidden and it got known. And through that, uh, social media exposing her um, situation uh, I'm, 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 I'm suggesting this as an example of what social media can do. But through that, um, she was uh, told she must recuse herself in any, uh, in any responsibilities with, if they relate to Tesla and uh, Elon Musk. I'm getting a phone call, so let's see who it is. KXFM. Hello? Yes. Uh-oh. Mr. Witkowski? <laughs> uh, hold on. You're live on the air now. Yes, we'll take requests. 
cold heart, Elton John. I'll see if I can get that on with Bidikowski. Hey, um, I rumor has it you were saying uh, in the community is Cooley still doing the the radio show on Saturday? Yeah, and I thought. <laughs> Uh, hey, no cussing. It's you're live on the air. <laughs> That's uh, Jiminy Crickets. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, I, I was listening to some of your things. Yes, uh, social media gives out some wrong information. But how do you pick and choose? I say try to go off for a couple of months, see what happens. Yeah, hold on a second here. Yeah, you have the cold heart with the Queen uh, uh, Dulipa. Uh, hold on a second. We're wasting precious airtime. Should I be talking? <laughs> I'm having technical so difficulties. So when can we get rid of these masks? All right. Michael, you're, yeah. now you're live on the air. I, I'm sorry, my audience out there, he was not live. This is Michael Witikowski. He is a celebrity of, of sorts here in Laguna Beach. <laughs> and he's called to request a song, which I, I don't have. Um, you do have uh, it. I Everybody do. Has it. I have. Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's I have on Catch and Release. Oh, Catch and Release. Or how about Sunday Best? Did you ever hear Sunday Best, even though it's Saturday? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm glad you finally figured out what day I'm on, on the air, though. I really appreciate it. I know, that. <laughs> but the gentleman was very nice. And I go, that's not Craig's voice. We're all nice go, at KXFM. <laughs> And so I talked to him. <laughs> yeah. And then I got off and I go, Jesus, Craig's not doing it anymore. <laughs> so are you going to go to the beach bonfire on in February? I, I'm sure. The, the Weenie where, Rose? Where at? Well, it's at Aliso yeah. Creek Beach. Laguna Beach Pride's oh. putting it on February 19th at 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, it's right walking distance from your house. Day, it, it's, yeah, and it's right after, like a couple of days after Valentine's Day, all the, all the yeah. Broken Hearts. So, all you, yeah, it's called uh, the Broken Hearts Club. Yeah, it's called, mm. uh, what the, what do they call that? Uh, Singles Awareness Day. Oh, is it? Yeah, Valentine's Day is Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> you didn't oh, know that? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it. We pay mm -hmm. homage to the singles out there that don't have anyone. <laughs> Oh, please, you want anybody. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Just pick news. Have fun. <laughs> well, I appreciate your phone call this morning. I was going to, I tried to call you earlier and get some, get all the news that was the news, but I think I I, I managed to muddle through it. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm not too much in the news because this week we've been, we actually have been staying in um, our little group. At least I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I go out to a restaurant every now and then, but. I haven't been into any nightclubs or bars. No, no. Know, the scene. I think we yeah. need to wait another month or two. And I do think that, uh, to answer your question a, a second ago, what's happening with the masks, I think 
there is some indication that the latest uh, iteration of the virus is uh, fading fairly fast in certain uh, situations, and they, and they anticipate that it may fade very fast. I hope. I got my fingers crossed. I hope you do, mm-hmm. too. And and that it may fail. No, fade. I do, and I, I I really feel safe because I don't put myself into a crowded enclosed space. But yeah. sometimes when people give me a hug, and I'm not quite sure what side they're on of oh, that's true. And, you yeah. know, like uh, yeah. So it, it's uh, but I feel I feel safe, and and you see what you got to keep yourself healthy. Yeah, absolutely. If you're healthy and you have your shots, I, I think if you do get it, because this new variant, I know so many, with COVID, I didn't know anybody. This one, but, but everybody I know, and everybody's had it, it's, it's, it's either asymptomatic yeah. or it's very low, um, a, a cold thing. They say a couple days. Yeah. So knock on wood that... Uh, if only the rest of the people get shots, and then uh, and, and then it'll go away. Well, We're always going to have a new variant, and it's always, but hopefully it'll be less. Yeah. And we won't have to worry about our elderly and our young. Oh, but that's just, yeah, the people over sixty-five, and uh, I'm only sixty-two. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm just at a tender young age. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> I can't wait for your half a birthday party. So I got to tell you what what Michael did to to really ruin my day. I turned a very tender seventy years old. I have. I'll just say it right out there. So he sends me a birthday card with seventy dollars in it, just so I could be reminded how old I am. You know, when you lay seventy dollars out. You because feel- normally I give, <laughs> I, normally I give ones out, but I, it would cost the extra postage. Uh, did, did I give you ones? No, no you I didn't. But so. it 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 made me it made me it made me pause. <laughs> My tender you years. You know that's that, that, that's that's a good gift. What did you uh, give to everybody? Well, it's the thought that counts, Michael, and I appreciate. I mean, I, that. I wanted to buy you a new car or a condo. A Tesla, please. That yeah, that would be nice. Or- a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Or a Fisker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got to put get... these things out there in the universe. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I better get okay. back to, back to the news. Thanks, you. I'll get uh, see right. if I can get um, uh, catch and release uh, okay. for you at least. The catch and release or cold heart. You know them both. Okay, you dear. Both. <laughs> Thanks okay. for the call. All right. All right. Love you, kids. Love you Bye-bye. too. Bye bye. Well. That was Michael. Sorry for all the, the, I thought I had him on and I obviously I didn't, you know, you think after four years I'd have this down, <laughs> but I only do it once a week. So, you know, I, I can be forgiven a few missteps there anyway. Um, so s- social media can really balance things out a lot. And uh, so it's, let's just say it's not all bad. And I also like to think if you, if you look at particularly on YouTube, one thing you do on YouTube, you can, they do suggest a lot of videos. If you watch a few YouTube videos and they all, you're inundated with, you know, well, you might want to watch this. You might want to watch that. And you just ignore that, but just find the ones that you like. And so you're, you're kind of charting your own course with it, and which is, is nice. But I find with YouTube looking at the number of views of certain 
videos that you're watching is more insightful than the video sometimes. <laughs> you know, you see something, a happy, make you cry kind of video and look to see how many views and it's like 22 million. So, you know, there's 22 million people out there that like happy, good things, you know, uh, not necessarily all bad and evil things or, you know, the bloody car accident, you know, Ugh, you know, that's on there too. But there's more people look at puppy dogs than uh, cat ones or I don't know. There's a lot of goodness out there in the world is what I'm trying to say. And be that, be the good, be the good person. So anyway, Venezuela is... Uh, uh, we're going to hopefully, I just got a text from my publicist, Mario, and said he's going to work on that. So, um, and the article was in Alturi, A-L-T-U-R-I.com uh, to look up more information on it. I'm going to see if I can play. Um, oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to play my uh, Michael Witkowski's song. How about that? It's, uh, the words are really good. Listen to it. Catch and release. There's a place I go to when no one knows me. It's not lonely. It's a necessary thing. It's a place I made up. Find out what I made up. The nights I've stayed up. Counting stars and fighting sleep. Let it wash over me. I'm ready to lose my feet. Take me off to the place where one reviews life's mystery. Steady on down the line, lose every sense of time. Take it all in, wake up, that's my part of me. Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far to go. Everybody got their reason, everybody got their way. We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day. It gets into your body. It flows right through your blood. We can tell each other secrets and remember how to love. Da da dum da dum dum dum. Da dum dum dum. Da dum dum. Da da dum da dum dum dum. Da dum dum dum. Da dum dum. Da-da-dum-da-dum-dum-dum Da-dum-dum-dum 
Okay, that last song was just to see if you were paying attention, if you were if you were awake after that. I have some more news. I wanted to get back to it. Ratify Guiana launches. I keep going on about Ghana, G H A N A, and it's again a population of about eight million, and it's a country on the east or the west coast of Africa. Kind of, um, it's a coastal country. And they have some legislation that has been very anti-gay and it got passed, unfortunately. So a leading LGBT advocacy group in Ghana has put a spotlight on what it calls the worst anti-LGBTQ bill ever and seeking donations from the LGBTQ rights supporters worldwide in order to continue its work. For months, Ratify Ghana has been publicizing and opposing the efforts of the nation's anti-LGBTQ coalition to pass a repressive bill titled Proper Human Sexual Rights and Ghana Family Values Bill. You know, they always like to give it a, a, a title. It sounds like, oh, yeah, I, I, I believe in family values. And I was like the bumper sticker that says, hate is not a family value. That's so true. <laughs> anyway, I, I wish I had one of those bumper stickers, actually. That would be a good one. Anyway, family values. But the bill would expand Ghana's existing laws that criminalize gay sex by criminalizing a range of other activities associated with LGBTQ people. It would prohibit public displays of same-sex affection, which, I mean, really, the world is going to come to an end when two guys hold hands and walk down the street. I mean, it. it I, it's going to be... <laughs> 
associated with LGBTQ people. It would prohibit public displays of same-sex affection distributed in, in distribution of any material considered pro-LGBTQ advocacy uh, for LGBTQ rights and same-sex weddings. It would require citizens to report LGBTQ rights advocacy and homosexual activity to police or other authorities, essentially criminalizing anyone who are friends or family or even associates with queer people. The bill also encourages the use of so-called conversion therapy, a, a pseudo-scientific treatment that some claim to be able to make gay persons straight, but which has been denounced as ineffective and abusive practice by most reputable medical associations. Uh, Rightfully, Ghana is not a not-for-profit organization founded in 2020 to help raise awareness of the LGBTQ issues and empower LGBTQ I plus community members in Ghana. So you, I'm sure you can find them online and it's right, right to fi, R-I-G-H-T-I-F-Y, Ghana, right to fi, Ghana. Now on the tails of that, a not so nice news. I had some good news here. <laughs> Let me dig deep. It, I think it's in, uh, Yes, it's in France. Parlez-vous français? The only words I learned in French in high school were, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Combien de frères et de sœurs? That's all I know. <laughs> and it's it's really helped me a lot out when I visited Paris, you know? <laughs> anyway, LGBTQ conversion therapy, this is good news, officially banned in France. How about that? <laughs> this is... Uh, News on uh, the 26th, just a few days ago, France has officially banned so-called LGBTQ conversion therapy. Why is it so-called? It is. And widely debunked, the widely debunked and potentially dangerous practices of attempting to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. The law prohibiting conversion therapy is adopted unanimously, said President Emmanuel Marcon. Macron, I'm Macron, see, I transposing. Macron tweeted Tuesday. Oh, he tweets. Hmm. Let's be proud. These unworthy practices have no place in the Republic because being yourself is not a crime because there's nothing to be cured, he added. I like that. <laughs> the bill, which has been approved by both houses of the French parliament late last year, was officially adopted on Tuesday. Boy, the people in Ghana should, should take a few pages out of this book after the finally uh, unanimous vote by lawmakers the eight the agency france press reported legislation outlaws practices behaviors or words aiming to modify or repress a person's sexual orientation or identity having an effect that alters their physical or mental health and it carries a new offense in the penal code of up to two years in prison and a fine of up to 30 thousand euros around $33,900. So that is good news. <clears throat> and with that, I'm going to end on that good news note here on KXFM. <clears throat> again, I apologize for my technical difficulties early. I promise they won't happen again. And I promise we'll get a guest, uh, this guest on that Mario is working on. Hopefully, well, I can't promise it. <laughs> I promise we will endeavor to get that person on. Because I think it would be really great in, uh, I forget which country that was right now. Anyway, this is Craig on KXFM. 
It's been a busy morning this morning. And thanks, Michael, for calling in. And we hope to hear you, uh, my audience, again next Saturday on KXFM Rainbow Radio. Have a good week. Enjoy the afternoon. It should warm up to blistering 60 degrees, 65 degrees, I think, today, what it was. So, And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.